You're about to enter the world of Michael Zavala. Now's your chance to turn back. Get in the bad game, Michael. Okay, yeah. Hello. Don't do Red Bull. Do uh, Kakoa or something. I can't hear you. I'm just amazed at what you think about. This is MZ Now. So I bought these pants from <laughs> Fashion Nova. Like way loud. You, that's what you said you wanted. No, this is like too loud. You said I wanted... Go up five notches, is what you said. You can literally hear yourself on the mic. <laughs> I know. I turned my headphones down. I could hear. I hear myself from yours. It's still loud, dude. I know I, which one it is. I can see now. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. How about that? Okay, it's better. Yeah. All right. I guess, I guess. We had some microphone problems during uh, pre-check. There were no problems. There were no problems. Uh, headphone problems. It's just confusion. Yeah. yeah. It's a lot of confusion. Anyway, I bought these pants from Fashion Nova, and they've got. Uh, you know, full-size back pockets on the back of it. But they've got, like, a sewn-in divider in between. So I can't even use the full back pocket. Like, Wait. what am I going to put back there? Pencils? Paintbrushes? Oh, that's weird. And so, like, I'm trying to decide, like, is this meant to be this way? Or am I supposed to get scissors and cut the threads to get a full back pocket? It's very annoying. Like, today, this morning, I had a handful of food. And I'm trying to get the keys out of my back pocket. They'll go in, but they don't come out. Mm-hmm. So I can't unlock the door of my car. And it was very frustrating. And there's these people laughing at me and I'm struggling with the so you're food. Saying, you're saying your jeans are like dress pants? Yeah, they're... yeah. They have the little, but you know how the dress pants at least have the button in it so yeah. you can undo it if you want to sometimes. Right. This doesn't even have a button. I'm confused. How are they like marketed to you? Uh, wait, just wait, jeans? Joggers. <laughs> That's jeggings. Yeah. You mean is the pocket sewn shut? Yeah, just in the middle, though. Yeah. Just in a small section. Yeah, just get a... Uh, God, Scissors, right? Well, no. Uh, uh, God, I forget. What, uh, a razor? No, it's like a de-seamer or something. Mm. I don't know. My but I'm like, is it supposed to be that way? Like, wh- what's the practical use of having a full pocket that you really can't even put anything... Well, you can put fashion, stuff in. Dude, that's... You can't take it out. That's all fashion is. It's either it's either you got... It doesn't have pockets or it's got pockets that aren't functional. That's all fashion is. I mean, there were $7, so I guess can't complain. <laughs> oh, wait. Okay. Yeah. Fashion Nova jeans. You know, they always have special sales at Fashion Nova. I don't even know what Fashion Nova is. Oh, okay. Well, I start to... Uh, and by the way, we're not sponsored or anything. I just... Uh, I buy a, a lot of stuff from them because they have these really good sales and they have a lot of Bugs Bunny t-shirts and stuff sometimes. So today is basically going to be a recap of Vegas. And Eric's got some stories. Uh, Clark and I have some stories. Uh, but I guess the most interesting, we'll start with the most interesting story first, which mm-hmm. is on the way back, Eric didn't even know this. <laughs> yeah. On the way back, I think we saw somebody who went on the no-fly list. What? <laughs> so I got to say this, the flight on both to from Dallas to, to Vegas to Vegas to Dallas, both really great flights. Everything yeah, not le- bad. Not bad. On time, no problems mm-hmm. whatsoever, right? Mm-hmm. Until we land in Dallas. Okay. Now, Clark wants to go home. Uh, again, I told him on the show a couple of weeks ago. That I wasn't going to pick him up. I wasn't going to take him home. Right. That was his. You know, the yeah. show's not paying for that. And hold on, hold on. No. Let's also let's also uh, 
pay attention to the fact that I did follow your request. Yeah, no, he did. He did. I didn't. I didn't talk to you at all on the flight. That's right. In oh, fact, really? I was kind of. I, I felt like at one point, like you, you actually engaged me with conversation, and I was Ooh. like, dude, don't talk to me. Yeah, that was on the runway. Once we're in the air, I'm not engaging in conversation. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> runway is is open. You can do whatever. But once we start taking off, yeah, and my butthole starts puckering. Oh my gosh, that's it. I don't want to. I want to watch yeah, my actually, shows. Yeah. I want to do my thing, and I don't want to uh-huh. talk to anybody. Actually, the, it was a really decent flight. Yeah, considering mm-hmm. the carrier, I was actually impressed. The yeah. Carrier. Yeah, 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 the airline. Oh, yeah. And uh, so we land back in Dallas. Now Clark wants to. You Ubered to the first flight, I right? Ubered. I Ubered to the airport. So that was a forty-three dollar wow. Uber. Wow. Which was funny because that was like half the cost of the round trip ticket. Was it DFW? Yeah. And I, man, I have like, I had like this whole fantasized idea that, Ooh. you know what, I can, I live right next to the, to the train station. Right. I can take the train to DFW yeah. airport. It's possible, but just not at the hours that we, we decided to fly out of. Now on the way back, I had my heart set on just taking the train and mm. just pulling right up right next to my apartment. But what happened, Mike? So we land in Dallas ahead of schedule, by the way. Yeah. Wow. 10 o'clock. So, That's good. It was so great. I loved it. And we were both in a great mood. We, uh, you I mean, know, we were tired. I was tired. We so. were tired, but I, I feel like, at least for me, I got a second win on the plane. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now that we're relaxed, we got yeah. we hit everything like, we wanted to do yeah, in Vegas. Yeah. Everything was done. You asked Puckard again. And in hindsight? Yeah. What like, was that? You asked Puckard again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, no, no, no. I was good. So you guys I was very relaxed. Well, and also, when I got home... uh Man, I was like energized. I couldn't go to sleep. Yeah, yeah, wow. It was dumb. I was kind of like, honestly, when I got home, I was like, I can just go back to Vegas real quick. Yeah. I felt uh, good. <laughs> you guys there, got re-energized in Vegas. Yeah, well, there was a portion of time right before we left where I was very tired, but right. it's also because we just ate and it's the middle of the day. Right. You know, it's one of those things. But once uh, a couple hours passed, I was good to go. Mm-hmm. But we're both in a great mood. The plane lands. And then all of a sudden, a fight breaks out <gasps> between. I was it the pilot? No, it wasn't a steward. Uh, excuse well, me, well, it yeah. wasn't a flight attendant. Well, I mean, did you explain that we were on that tarmac for? Not yet. Okay, well, that's what you got to explain. Oh, that's right. That's no, a, no, that's no, what happened first. That's kind of a, yeah. <laughs> no, that's actually what happened first. No, he has to do the internet, the internet style version. Yeah, <laughs> fight broke out. <laughs> a fight broke out. <laughs> yeah. Now let me tell you exactly how it happened. Right. Uh, I'm literally. We hooked him. No, no, no. The the story always tar- starts out as I'm literally shaking. <laughs> yeah, guys, yeah. I'm literally shaking. shaking right now. I'm so I've never had this happen to me uh, in my entire life. Yeah. Um, no, so we were sitting on the tarmac. Now this has happened to me twice at DFW. Okay. And all this the times that flies. This is the first time I've it's ever happened to me. Where the plane that at the gate that we're supposed to be at, there's a plane there that's supposed right. to have been taken off. Yeah. And so we're stuck. Mm-hmm. And so we're just sitting there. And I think it's happened once in, in uh, LA where you're just kind of just sitting on the runway, right. waiting for uh, the plane to move. This goes on for about an hour. Oh my gosh. Hour and 20 minutes. So you arrive early and then now you're late. Right. Yeah. Basically. And, and, and well, the thing is, like, I'm just sitting there thinking, like, I bought a ticket for the train ride home. Wow. So he's and, starting to get a little antsy now because well, we don't know what like, time the, pl- and, the, the train ends. Yeah. You, you, know? just, you just buy a ticket. It's not for a specific time. Right. But I think, like, the last train out of DFW airport was like 11 15, wow. something like that. And we landed at what? 10, 10. 15. <laughs> we landed at 10 15 or whatever. And, uh, and Dart runs a, runs a tight ship. Yeah, so, oh, yeah, yeah, you know them, yeah. them train conductors. It's like Thomas the Tank Engine over there. Actually, I will say it's pretty entertaining to see them operate those things in downtown. So Clark, like they sometimes really just don't give a. Shit. 
yeah. who's on the tracks. So they're yeah. like, we're coming. So Clark uh, is starting to get a little antsy now, which I understand, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, but I will say this. All the times I've been stuck on the tarmac, this was probably the best because it yeah. wasn't hot outside. It was night. The plane was cool. I've been stuck on the tarmac where it's like 45 minutes and it's like super hot on yes. the plane. They don't let you get up to use the bathroom. Yep. To, for this flight's credit, I will say the pilot let us go up to the bathroom. With about 15 minutes, he said, hey, guys, go ahead. If you need to get up, stretch mm-hmm. your legs, use the bathroom, do whatever. That was really cool. So it was a very relaxed environment. I was having a great time. I was sitting there watching my show. and uh, But Clark did a little antsy now because he's worried about the train, which I understand. Right. He paid $3 for this thing. Right. You know? Yeah. It's a lot of money. Well, mm-hmm. no. And, and like I said, that's where that's where I was like, hey, you know what? I'll pay you going out, but then I'll save money coming back. Right. Because mm-hmm. that would average out to, what, $20 a trip. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, by the way, you could have just parked at the airport and spent $20. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, it's, well, that's the, whole, yeah, I get that. Yeah. That's why I do it. Like, it's not worth me waiting well, and stressing I did, and all I, that. I honestly didn't under, I didn't know what kind of condition I was going to be in. Right, Coming sure. from Vegas. Sure. Be, well, number one, being tired. Right. Number two, like, what if, I don't know, what if I would have hit it big on a slot machine? Mm-hmm. You know, we would have partied a little bit. We only had 45 minutes. Yeah, but at that point, he could have stayed. Dude, oh, that's if I true, would yeah. Have hit, yeah, if I would have hit like a $3,000 jackpot. Yeah. That's you know big? <laughs> it's big enough to it's big enough to stay and have a little bit more fun. It's big on, enough. On a, on a, on a, that's on what a, he said. Yeah. <laughs> on a Sunday that like I honestly didn't have to be back for. That's, that's true. true. We had a day just in case there was any kind of delay or issue. And I mean, that was a pretty sleepy town. Yeah. I could have found a room. That's right. All, that's all I'm saying. It's like mm-hmm. if, if I if I would have won the right amount of money, we would have stayed a little we, bit longer. We would have sure. stayed a little bit longer. Yeah. 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 Right. Clark's gonna lay into, and I'm like, well, hey man, we were. It's funny we were talking about this. So don't do anything stupid because you don't want to end up on the no fly list. And then we were talking about it. Like, could you imagine being on the no fly list? Right. Like doing something stupid. You get on the no fly list. Right. And now you're like, let's say you're at work with your friends and you plan a trip to Hawaii. Probably not right now, but you know, at some right. point. Huh. And. Uh, they're like, yeah, yeah, we're going to go for spring break. Susan, are you in? And Susan's like, all right, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and start there now because it's three months by boat. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, imagine not being able to fly again. And we were just talking about it. And then, uh, like, this big argument breaks out between this lady and this well, man. I don't know if he was, uh, who he was exactly. Man. Yeah, it was a man. No, it was not. Yeah, it was old, that old man with the white... I don't know if he was the pilot or not, but it was the this man and the okay. woman, the pi, the okay. passenger. Oh, all right. Yeah, you're... <laughs> okay. Yeah, the man was a some sort of flight, flight attendant. He was a flight attendant. He was okay. a part of the crew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was not the captain. I didn't think so, but he had the captain outfit on. Well, he, he had like that supervisor. Kind yeah, yeah, yeah. Of thing. Uh, he was the manager. Way, either way, like, you know what? He wasn't wearing a hat, but he was an older guy. Either right, way... Right. He looked like a coach from Cheers. Uh, I think what he was was he was he was basically like some some of those uh, airlines they have their they have their their I guess their cabin structure to where like there's a crew captain that's yeah. not the pilot right I think that's what he was okay that makes sense yeah I mean the I pilot it's, like it's well because they do it to where it's like hey pilot fly the plane we lock the door and I'll take care of everything that's out here yeah I'll handle the crowd exactly. So uh, I think that was what this guy was, and this guy, I mean, that's the thing is, like, I wasn't the only one that was getting antsy. I was oh, the whole there, plane was getting antsy, and I wasn't there making verbal quips. No, he was just making comments to me, and <laughs> and we were talking about it. And it was just yeah, you know, it is what it is. You know, I was everyone there, was getting because I was commenting on the fact that we were at the third or second busiest airport in the world. <laughs> 
and yeah. we can't move one effing plane. And well, it was to get apparently plane in. the pilot said it was all over. Like they were the tower was short staffed and blah blah yeah, blah. Yeah, it was it was this whole thing where I'm like, okay, I've heard this argument before, right? But I mean, whatever. <clears throat> this, I mean, even Dollar General gets me out quicker than that, and they're exactly. always short staffed. Exactly. You know. Yeah, well, apparently, you don't have AI to help you figure think, out where a plane is. Well, I think everybody that was an air traffic controller is now applying to become a UPS. Uh, uh, driver. Oh yeah, for that two hundred thousand or whatever they're <laughs> oh, doing over there. That makes sense. <laughs> I yeah. mean, not wouldn't you? <laughs> so uh, we start pulling out our phones. <laughs> uh, yeah, see, that was where I like I I was kind of like I don't know, do I want to be part of the film crew or, or do you want to be the guy being uh, interviewing well, the lady? I, was, I was also yeah but i was also in the center the center seat so it wasn't like i could get much action but then clark was like get the mic get the mic but the whole mm. thing was basically one person was louder than everybody else yes very loud mm. and I and then the, and then and then there's a confrontation and then the, the guy says i don't know what else to tell you, you know, the coach well, we'll call him coach because I, I don't know what else to tell you and she goes well, you better figure out how to get this uh, plane moving or whatever. He's like, you know what? You want me to call the cops? Call the cops. Yeah, that, it was going back and forth. I'll call them right now. She goes, call them. And so he calls the cops. <laughs> where, where we were just kind of sitting there, like still on the tarmac, or not? Yeah, we were on the tarmac. We're not pulled up to the gate yet. Right. And I was just sitting there thinking, like, lady, what do you think is going to happen? Yeah. What? 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 what oh, this deal? lady says we need to move. Get that plane out of the well, way. She also has kids. Yeah, she had a so, lot of kids. So um, I get it. You're the one that put the kids, you're the one that wanted to get on a flight. To Vegas. To, to Vegas or back from <laughs> Vegas with your kids. Right. Your if children. You if you want to be in absolute control of the situation with your kids of a vehicle where it can go and can't go, then Drive. you know what? Yeah. Well, that's what do she's the, doing now. Do the Griswold yeah. thing. You start driving, just start driving. Yeah. And I'll tell you this. There were two little kids sitting next to Clark and I on the opposite uh, row with, uh-huh. their fa- with their parents. And those kids... They were all right. They were more well-behaved than the right. adults on the plane. And they were wow. like 12 months old or something, you know. And uh, Well, but I mean, okay, you can't, blame the, you can't blame the passengers for getting upset. But then also it's like, what are you going to do? So that's where I just make my sarcastic right. comments. To me. It wasn't like to, you were saying it to the guy. Yeah, I wasn't sitting there trying to like, all right, let's take over the plane. Right. <laughs> we're being held against our wills, guys. Right. Well, he had just finished that show. I what thought was we that, were uh, just flight hijack- or hijack. hijack. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You watched that on the plane? No, no. no. Well, I was thinking about watching it though at yeah. one point. But yeah, no, it's uh. But that was where they she starts getting vocal, and it's like, okay, I guess she's just gonna speak for everybody here. <laughs> and then we we finally get up to the gate, and we finally get off the plane. Well, first off, we thought that the police were gonna come in. Oh yeah, so yeah, we're, yeah. everyone on the plane yeah, is ready yeah, for a show. Yeah, yeah but you, no, phones yeah. are out. We're like this, waiting for the police to pop in. They're always waiting when you, once you get off. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that's, what, that's where it was. So, like, we get off. We're, like, halfway through the plane, and we're walking off, and, and that's what we're thinking. I was like, oh, she, I guess she got off lucky. And then right when you turn the little corner, <laughs> there's, like, four like, cops. There's, like, four cops right there, and I'm like, damn. They were ready for it. Well, I mean, and that's the whole thing. It's like, lady, all you have right. to do at this point is wait, and then you'll be off the plane. It sucks. You, I mean, if you got a connecting flight, I guess sucks i mean what else are you gonna do she she was in front of us so all these people deplaned she she stayed put <laughs> so she said to stay and, and yeah because then we're just walking by her and it's just like but i am telling you right now that's not her <laughs> no, that's not her that's but the other lady but did you find but you, i am telling you right now that was clark <laughs> did you hear that that lady actually um that she, they confirmed that the person that she was talking about 
was, was like planning on doing something to the plane. What? I didn't hear that. Yeah. I heard that uh, the guy had it was a family member and and uh, they had stole her iPods or something. Like I thought that. it was. I thought it was like. A By the way, you know who knows her? Carrot Top. No, hang on. Oh, they're friends. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Okay. I found that on Instagram. That puts everything in perspective. For yeah. Me. Uh, I'll find know. the inside scoop. But what did y'all think was going to happen on that that uh, the carry carrier? Well, the brand of <laughs> that's what I told him. I'm like, that's we, we get a show on these types of planes, yeah. you know, that's on these types of flights. What you're paying for? What what you're? I'm telling you <laughs> right now. What you're saving in money is what you're going to get in entertainment, right? Because they don't have the TV screens. Well, right. if they, well, if they figure that out, then they're going to start charging us for it. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want that to happen, right? Either. Right. No, but a celebrity death match in the front of the plane. Right. Yeah. Well, and and the other thing was like, let's see, what kind of plane was it? It was a Airbus plane, which I've never flown. <laughs> I almost before. died. He likes to say Airbud. Well, like, no, that's why. <laughs> was, well, no. The thing is, like, when, the first time we got on the plane, like when we were getting in there, there was like this mist that was coming up yeah. out of the out of the top, and I'm like, yeah. oh man, are they already trying to like do- uh, pacify us in case this plane's going to go down? Yeah. So, but uh, let's th- disinfect it. No, I'll say this though. Uh, those passengers were very lucky that Clark and I were on the plane okay. because, oh, yeah, absolutely, had the pilots been incapacitated, with Clark's knowledge from hijack and mine of mm, flight, yes. yep, from the Denzel Washington flick and our combined time of thirty minutes of flight simulator training, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we would have landed that plane safely. I mean, at well, I mean, maybe just lost about thirty percent of the passengers. But there are the, the ones in the back. Well, the front ones for sure. We would have kicked that lady out. Well, I mean, I'll just be real. I'll just be real. Open the door and kick her out. Yeah. I'm just going to be real with you, man. I didn't really feel safe with the people that they sat next to the doors, the emergency exit. Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know what? While there's Snoop Dogg's uh, uh, cousins over there. So you could smell them a mile away. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. No, well, they're going to be the ones that want to get out the most. They're not even realize we're crashed. Yeah, that's, that's true. That's could be either Guy, way. open the door. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> right on, man. I mean, it would be cool if we could open that door, wouldn't it be? Well, the, uh, <laughs> at least it would be calm in a, like, you know, emer- emergency. They would be. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> um, now, I heard, I don't know, we never talked to you about this, Eric, but you held up the plane going to Vegas. Is that true? What do you mean? I thought you told me you uh, you made the plane late. Oh. Or did I just misread I, that no, text? I, I totally forgot. <laughs> no, I, I didn't hold up the plane. Um, Melissa, I don't think that I did. But I am telling you right we were running late um, because we were trying to locate the parking at the airport at DFW. The parking that I should have. The North Express. Yeah. <laughs> the North Express parking. And it took us about like almost like 30, 40 minutes just to like find a way to get into there. And um, and then when we get there, it, it was ridiculous. Like, so we finally find it. And then um, they have these like this initial like stopping area. Like this like kind of like. You're supposed to stop and talk to this person like in this booth or whatever. Um, but then it looks like no one's really there in there. So like it's easy just like to keep going. And so I went, I I, I kept going because we were later around. Like, I'm not gonna stop for what? Like to tell me like for me to go park over here it doesn't make any sense. So we pull into this one parking lot that's right there, right by the little booth, and then um uh, where we parked at is like kinda like across the street from the booth, like close enough to like where the person in the booth can like you talk loudly and we could hear her and um that's what she did we got we got out of the car and we we, we were waiting for like the the shuttle to come pick us up take us to our terminal and she's yelling like why why don't you stop right here 
<laughs> and I said, uh, because I have prepaid parking. And then she's all like, so? And I'm like, okay, do you want us to go back? And then- um, so That's th- all I'm saying. You're taking out of context. Right. And I'm like, okay, so then we go, we go back. And then we pull up to the, the booth. And there's a car that's turning right in front of us as we're going, like about to pull up to the booth to, to stop. Stops. Okay, now they decide to have a shift change. So now, <laughs> so now, meanwhile, you're stressed out because your plane's about to take off, right? And this lady over here told me to come back out to come stop and talk to her for her to tell me to come like where to park. And so uh, they they switch they they do this the shift change. Um, the lady's leaving and she's getting into this SUV, like the airport SUV or whatever, and she's looking at us like looking at us like, why'd you come back or whatever the case? I don't know why what she was thinking. They finally take off and then we talk to the new person and we're like, Hey, you know, we were supposed to come stop here for whatever reason. Guess what she says? Wrong oh, gate. No. Oh, she's all like, have to stop. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, go ahead. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, what do you mean? And I'm like, you know what? Whatever. So then I try to go and then to the prepaid parking area and now the gate won't open. So I'm all like, okay. And then finally like someone on a shuttle behind us, cause we're holding up traffic at this point has to come out and buzz me in to let me into the parking lot. And they finally find a parking and we finally make it over to their the terminal. But then luckily when we get there, we're like, oh, we're going to be late. Cause it, this was like, maybe we had like 30 minutes to whenever we were supposed to like, um, they were supposed to board the plane. Do you have TSC pre-check? I do. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But Kirby didn't. So, um, but luckily whenever I looked at the, uh, information for the flight, it actually was delayed, like I think, like an hour. Oh, so it ended up working. So out. Kind of find out, yeah. We we everything worked out fine. Well, that's good. So, yeah. Well, uh, somebody moving a crane upstairs <laughs> is wild. I don't know. I don't know if the mics are picking it up, but it's the plane landing. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> on the roof. So one of the reasons why we went to Vegas. So my great grandmother, who uh, is a hundred years old, has never gambled in her entire life, and mm-hmm. we would talk about Vegas a lot, and. Uh, I said, you know what? I'm going to go to Vegas. I'm going to spend this money. And whatever I win, you get to keep, minus my 10% commission, of course, right? right? Yeah, it's only fair. So uh, I get on a plane, go to Vegas, and uh, I look for the Wheel of Fortune machine because she watches Wheel of Fortune every single day. And I thought the power of Pat Sajak Mm -hmm. would help us win the jackpot, right? Uh, Put the money in. I lose it in a matter of 60 seconds. Mm -hmm. (laughs) incredibly fast clark was there eric was there i didn't want to go home empty-handed so uh i went to the gift shop on the way back to uh dallas and i bought a little um slot machine because uh, i wanted her to to have that so that she can gamble and i came home and i said uh, nanny look i got you a little slot machine so that way you can play it without spending any money and uh i said now you can win the jackpot well my great-grandmother nanny passed away tuesday morning she had 16 kids. She had uh, multiple great-grandchildren, grandchildren, and she lived to be 100 years old. So when I thought about it, I'm like, she didn't need to win the jackpot. She already won it, mm-hmm. you know? Rest in peace, Nanny. Hello, this is Michelle Nichols, and you are listening to Michael Zavala. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash mznow. You've lived quite a, a bit. You're, what, 93? Yeah. Just turned 93 this year. And uh, right. what, did you, what was your favorite decade? 
Oh, Michael, I don't think I had any favorites <laughs> except <laughs> when I moved here, that's the only time when I was, when I didn't have any, any more kids. I mean, you <laughs> me. When that's left, when yeah. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Yes. I don't have any kids. You know, I, I, I should be enjoy. I should be taking vacations and all that stuff. Shouldn't I? Yes, of so, course. Nanny, yeah. she, now, 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 she had six. Now, 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 be careful. Don't leave it up too much. Right. No, 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 no. Right. <laughs> now, Nanny had 16 children. Oh, my God. So wow. she, that's why she's saying when, whenever she, when they got out of the house, <laughs> she was ready to be on her own because she raised exactly. 16 kids. Yeah. Do what I wanted. Spend what I wanted. Right. Be out there. She was out clubbing until 2, 3 in the morning. <laughs> That's not like Michael right now. Yeah. yeah. Not really, no. <laughs> so, uh. Didn't do that. This is MZ Now. The Force is with us, baby. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash MZ Now. Already. MZ Now. Michael, say that again. Michael Zavala. Zavala, okay. Online at mznow.tv. Hey, this is Al Roker from the Tentation, the author of You Look So Much Better in Person, and you are listening to Michael Zavala. Zavala, I'm sorry. Now, uh, I'm not going to make this entire show about my great-grandmother, although she deserves it. She was a a wonderful lady and uh, all of that, but uh, I know people didn't know her, so I don't want to make this whole show a tribute to her necessarily, but we're going to play clips throughout the break because uh, she was on the show in 2016. The reason why we didn't have her back was because uh, I heard she, she didn't tell me this, but I heard she was kind of embarrassed. And so I thought, well, unless I had a really good bit, I wasn't going to do the have her on the phone stuff, you know, because I think she thought it was a regular conversation. And then she realized there's other people on the line. And you know what I mean? It was just kind of a weird thing. But uh, I will say this, because this, is, I think, is very important. Uh, and, I, and I wanted to stress this, that uh, if you have older family members, you know, great grandparents, grandparents, that kind of thing, parents, uh, don't sleep on spending time with them because you don't know when uh, the last day it's going to be. And there's going to be a time where that's not an option. Visiting them is not an option anymore. And I got to visit my great-grandmother every day since... (laughs) There she goes. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) shout out to Daddy Dedication from... um, But no, I I got to visit my great-grandmother every day. I think I missed four days since March. Uh, and I know my situation was different. I, I had a, I realized that I had a more privileged uh, thing that the people aren't going to be able to have that all the time. Like she lived a, a, a minute from me for the past two years, basically. And I have a schedule where I can kind of uh, move it how I need it to be so that I could visit her. So I get that that's not everybody's thing. That not everyone can do that. But uh, I know that if you're visiting your parents or grandparents once a month, you could probably do it two months. You could probably, especially if they start getting ill. And this is something I've been trying to drill into my family's head, both immediate and extended uh, for the past several months is we know the clock is ticking. You're going to regret not spending that time that you, that you had. Instead, you went to go to the movies or you took a nap or mm-hmm. you know, you're stressed out about work. Guess what? Your work, if you died today, you got hit by a bus or a brain aneurysm and you hit the floor, 
your job's still going to be open tomorrow. Life still goes on. Not only are you doing this for you so you don't miss out on these opportunities, but you're also, I know that my great-grandmother wouldn't have lived to 100 years old had people not been uh, there uh, visiting her and talking with her. And that just... She loved it. In fact, I got to give a shout out to my cousins and stuff who who I would show up at the house and I'd saw a car I didn't recognize. There would be, you know, somebody with their family, you know, young kids, like 20, 30 teens, that kind of thing. And they were there talking with her more than the older people that have known her her whole life, Mm -hmm. you know? And so uh, that in itself, I think, helped her live to get to be 100. And plus, I think she was a little competitive and wanted to beat Betty White. (laughs) I said, you better not tap out two weeks before you turn 100. And she didn't. In fact, she gave us three months over 100 because she just wanted to be like, you know, stick it to the Betty. You know? (laughs) That that sounds like a song. Yeah, stick it to the Betty. She wrote it before she uh, passed Mm -hmm. away. This is something I, there's two family deaths that I, that I have that I regret not making better decisions to spend more time with them. You know what I mean? And so I learned that in my early 20s. And so I, I think about them today, not to beat myself up over it but because I, I want to remember and remind myself i don't want to do that again so hard enough dealing with grief and loss everyone has to deal with that but to deal with grief loss and then regret on top of that you did, you could avoid that part so you know just spend that extra time with your, your family because you don't know i and, and not saying that i went over there every single day uh, and it wasn't always easy for me because we had a lot of work to do some days we're up here at the studio all day i'm tired i got this i'm stressed out I would look at my schedule and I'm like, there's no way I'm not going to be, I'm going to have to cut something out and it's going to have to be my visit with my great grandmother. And then a little voice inside my head says, you know, Michael, you're not going to have that opportunity all the time. That's not going to be an option for you at some point. I say, you know what, me, you're right. I'm going to scrap something else and I'm going to go visit her because that's more important. And I'm glad I did. I don't have no regrets. I have no regrets. Uh, But I do wish I had that that option to do that. Like after the show, I want to go visit my great grandmother, but I'm not going to be able to do that anymore. But I'm glad I had the opportunity to do it. And I was glad we took that trip to Vegas because I was running out of stories, quite frankly. And uh, I got to tell her all the stuff we did in Vegas and give her that little slot machine and all that. And uh, she loved it. She gave me two more days after we got back from Vegas. And uh, I saw her Monday night and then she died Tuesday morning. So uh, you never know. I wasn't shocked when she passed away, but it is still, you're never truly prepared, even though you are prepared. Uh, But I would encourage everyone to. uh, I think you're lying to us. What's that? Uh, Well, about the slot machine. I think you're lying to us. About what? Well, you said it was for fun, right? Yeah. Well, I think you were actually, it was a real slot machine and you drove She gambled her. for the first time and I killed her? Well, she plunged I've already herself. thought about that. Yeah. She, she plunged herself in the debt. She got in the debt with you. Right. Moved to the Bahamas. And then she's gone. Yeah. yeah, she, yeah. She's on the no, no, this She's is, not dead. This is, what I, this is what I said to my family. I said, you know what? She never gambled for 100 years. That's how she lived. 100 years, never right. gambled. And then, I bring her a, a toy slot machine from Vegas. Two days later, she passes away. Or better, I said, is it my fault? <laughs> <laughs> it was a gambling addiction that killed her. Yeah. Like, even though she wasn't winning or losing anything. My uncle said, I think I gave her a, uh, a lottery ticket uh, years ago. I'm like, okay, good. So it wasn't me. Or maybe right. it was you, but it just took 50 years. Maybe she gambled the one, the first time, hated it, and then you got the slot machine for her, and then it was the guilt that right. killed her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it is. But uh, no, she was great. Like I said, I, I, I have no, no regrets. Um, and I hope other people follow that. Ex- not, not saying I'm like, look at me. I'm not patting myself on the back. I'm just telling you the lessons that I've learned and that I hope mm-hmm. to share with other people because I, I, don't, I, I, I would feel really terrible if I lived a minute down the street from her and only saw her once a month. You know what I mean? And I, again, I know that's not everyone's situation, but even if she lived uh, an hour from me, I would still try to make 
as much time uh, available to see her. Family's important. I don't care how busy I get. I'm always going to make time for family and, and, and important people, especially when you know that the end is near, you know? So, and you know what? She's always going to live forever on this little soundboard. Hello? <laughs> so. Hello? <laughs> Let's get back to Vegas. I don't remember well, what I was going to do. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, the other reason why I was going to Vegas... I had pretty much wiped out the idea that we were going to do this. I mean, you can go look back at the text thread that I sent, uh, that Eric and I had over the past six weeks. Uh, and it was like, yeah, I think I'm going to do it. And then the next week, it'd be like, no, she's not doing too well. I'm not going to do it. Like, yeah, I your, think I'm doing it. Get your nipples pierced? Well, that was another text thread. Okay. Yeah. That's on uh, Discord. Yeah, that's on Discord. I was like, we don't have to go to Vegas to do that. Yeah. Well, I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah, I was we, trying to get on a reality show. There's this show. guy that he does it for to, free at this gas station on oh, the skeet. You know? I was saying Claire's. Yeah. <laughs> That's where I go get mine. It's the yeah. same place. <laughs> in the skeet. And if you get three, you get a little uh, free one. They got a little car oh, they sweet. punch. If you, get a, if you get three, you, you get a fourth one, gets infected. Yeah, know? yeah. Um, but uh, so I you know, was going back and forth with, with my decision. And then, you know, it was really a last minute. I mean, six days before the trip, I decided, let's just go. And then even then, I still wasn't sure, but, uh, you know, it worked out. But the reason why I decided to go to Vegas was because I was scrolling through one night the Star Trek Las Vegas website, looking at the guests. I was really looking to see who canceled because of those strikes and stuff. And I was scrolling through, and I see Terry Metalis. Mm -hmm. I see his name on the list, and I'm like, well, I have to figure out a way to go. If I can go, I need to go, because I have to thank Terry for Star Trek Picard Season 3. So that's when we started getting the ball rolling, and uh, I could have sworn I, I checked earlier to see if he was going to be there, and it, his name wasn't on the list. So it must have been a late addition. But that's kind of what really, you know, that's what got me to say, we got to go. So uh, we get up there. Eric and I walk into the vendor room. We're looking for Terry, and there's Terry's booth. It's pretty much like right, oh, right in the front, right, Eric? Mm-hmm. And Eric goes, look, he doesn't have a line. And I said, oh, you're right. He's talking. Terry's talking to somebody next to him. And then he's got his handler who's talking to somebody that's in the line. But I'm like, it's just one person. So I go up there and I realize that the, the handler guy is talking to like an assistant, right? They're like, hey, he wants uh, two coffees or whatever. I don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> and I'm using this time to look at what picture I want Terry to sign. Right. And I find the picture. I pay the guy the money and I go over to Terry and I say, Terry, I flew from Dallas, Texas this morning and I'm flying back today and in just a couple of hours, all because I wanted to thank you your work on star trek season three i know it wasn't easy i know there's a lot of sleepless nights i know you you just did that show so much justice you saved star trek from you know for me and for a lot of other fans and i'm going on and on and on i said i want to take you out to eat chili's burger king arby's you name it you pick a place i'm there and he goes oh that by the way terry's the nicest guy in the world right super sweet guy and he's like, oh my gosh, So thank you so much. He's giving me all these stickers and patches and stuff. Yeah. He's like, here, take this, take L- this. Loading them up on yeah, merchandise. On, <laughs> I got so much swag, Terry Metallis swag. It was crazy. And uh, he said, I'm so glad this guy here was here to listen to all the things that you had to say about me. I turned over, it's John Delancey, Q, that he's been talking to the whole time. And I said, oh, hey, John, how are you doing? So anyway, Terry, what you did right. on Star Trek... <laughs> And uh, I said, no, John, you did good too. What you, what you do obviously is fine. And, uh, yeah. and by the way, I'm like, right. I'm like running out of breath. Like I'm so uh, right. just, I, I can't articulate how, how much I enjoyed Star Trek season three and how much I appreciate his work. I was trying to articulate that all in like five minutes and I couldn't really get it all out. And I'm also trying to like, you know, give John his, what do you call it? Flowers. 
that what you say? No, roses. His roses. I was trying to give him his Thank roses. Thank you for the roses. Yeah. Thank you for the roses. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we got to talk about that later on. <laughs> but uh, I was trying to give John his credit. You know, I said, like, well, John, you know, I love your audio books, John, and your, or your audio dramas that you were doing and uh, all that stuff. But anyway, Terry, uh, really, right. what you did, I'm going to build you a shrine in my studio. <laughs> I said, I'm going to build you a shrine. He goes, oh, thank you so much. I said, I, it's going to have uh, fake candles, but I'm going to build it. I'm going to use this picture and I'm going to build a shrine. And uh, I didn't lie. In fact, I'm going to reveal to you guys right now my new Terry Metallis shrine. You guys ready? Eric, yeah. oh. Is that what collapsed in, earlier? I think, in it, yeah, I had to <laughs> know. And that, no, that was what was, that was the noise. They were setting oh, it up. Oh, they were setting it okay. yeah. yeah, I had a construction crew in here during the first block to build the Terry Metallis shrine. They were really, they were working overtime to get it done before yeah. the show. They were a little bit behind. I heard some drilling and banging. There's probably an OSHA violation. Eric, I need... Just for copyright reasons, I can't play the music, Star Trek. So, Eric, I oh. want you to play it. Is it a kazoo? Yes, on a kazoo. <laughs> okay. Well, give it to me so I can open it so I don't have your germs all over. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I think you're supposed to put this little plate oh, in I there. hope it's a used kazoo. It better not be a used kazoo. <laughs> I don't even know if I can play it, but we'll see. Oh, and by the way, Terry said he would do the show. Sweet. Yay. I may have to get like a... I may have to listen to... Do you want me to give you the note? <clears throat> Like that. Uh, you got it? No, you I you don't should, got it. You should buy a Is French horn and me, learn me, how to me, play me. it. Are we doing next gen or the original? Not next gen. Let's do next gen since it's Picard season three. Eric's got a wonderful musical ear, by the way. I don't know if many people know that. Let me see. Let me see. Let me just get, let me go, I'm going to get a little bit. Let's yeah, see. yeah, a little. I thought that was not that part, but I can give you that. Bing bong, bing. Oh, okay. I think yeah. That's like that's a Christmas okay. version. <laughs> bing bong, bing bong. Do Does it even work? We should do. Do you know how to? Yeah, you're supposed to hum with it. Yeah. Imagine. There you go. Yeah. You've done this before. Maybe not with a kazoo. <laughs> Blow it two at the same time. Yeah, I think it was like. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Ready? All right. Ready? Yeah, yeah. Get close to that mic, though. I want to make oh. it real dramatic. All right, here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, the official MZ Now Terry Metallis Shrine. Go ahead, Eric. <laughs> that was it. It sounded like wow. 2001. No. <laughs> That's incredible. Look at that. Can you see it up there? No. Barely. It's got some candles. It's got Terry Metallis uh, writing me a little note. Is that real fire? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We paid a lot of money for these special effects. Okay. Uh, the building is going to love that. <laughs> well, I told him it was for Terry Metallis. And, uh, yeah, oh, yeah. Actually, that's, there's, a, there's a Dallas City code. The special Terry Metallis yeah, yeah. City code. I you talked know? to, uh, what's his face? Uh, the mayor? Yeah, yeah, the mayor. What, what is his name? Eric Roberts. Eric Roberts. Mm. Talked to Eric the other day. Is it Eric Roberts? Yeah, I'm no, I think sure. you're right. I'm pretty sure it's Eric Roberts. Eric, Eric, Eric Roberts. Johnson. Eric Johnson. Rick Johnson? Eric Johnson. Eric, Eric Johnson. Oh, so he right. told me I have a special privilege in the city of Dallas to light uh, three candles for Terry Metallis, especially mm. special Terry Metallis uh, thing. So anyway, that's how much I loved uh, Star Trek Picard Season 3. I got to thank Terry, and uh, I got to have a little shrine to bring back to the studio. So, Eric, would you uh, yeah. send us off with a little music I here? Gonna, I was going to suggest that. Right? Yeah, go ahead. Because I got a little more, uh, you know, briefing on it. Sure, yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. 
I don't know. Oh, thank you so much, Eric. That was so great. That was so great. Hello. Um, <laughs> now, Eric got to, not only did I get to meet my hero this year, which was who's Terry Metalis, uh, Eric got to meet a hero of his in a way, right? Do you want to talk yeah. about meeting the, uh, he got a little emotional. Yeah, just because, um, so I met Diane. She, uh, she put to play a lot of, a lot of, uh, what do you call it? Sorry, I'm trying to wrap up this thing at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> Well, she played a lot of uh, roles um, with uh, Paul Rubens. You know, Paul Rubens recently, recently passed away, um, aka PB Herman. Um, and she—I don't know how close they were. I read, I should have asked, but I didn't even think about it. But I'm guessing they're very, very close um, because she um, was in scenes scenes with him in his uh, PB's Big Adventure, and um, she also played um, his wife um, of the Penguins' parents. So, because uh, Paul Rubens played uh, Mr. Cobblepot, and then he played, she played the wife, uh, Mrs. Cobblepot, um, in Batman Returns. Um, but no, but yeah, but the reason why I, I saw her, and I was like, oh my gosh, that's the lady that played um, Simone in Pee-wee's Big Adventure. And the reason why I connected to the scene between Pee-wee and her was because it was whenever he was to go to the Alamo. Um, for his bike, <laughs> yeah. yeah, and so he ended up running into her, and um, they became friends. Um, here in Texas, um, she was a waitress, and um, and I, you know, I, you know, Michael, I forgot that whole part. The reason why I connected with the scene, and I forgot to tell her all that that I'm from Texas and all that. And I was thinking as a little kid, like, oh my god, he's here in Texas, you know, <laughs> like that made him more special to you, basically. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You know. You know. The other thing, like, why that made me, like, why I love that scene, also from being from Texas, but mm-hmm. uh, the year before that movie came out, there was a movie that was called, oh god, what was it with Dabney Coleman? Oh, I never heard of that one. And no, well, there was a movie called Oh, oh god. god that starred uh, the old dude Burns. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> uh-uh. The really old dude, but no, Cloak and Dagger. That was it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Cloak and Dagger, they sh- that took place in San Antonio. The comic book? I mean, the, the, the comic, like the Cloak and Dagger, Dagger comic. Was there a Cloak and Dagger comic? Yeah. Huh. Well, it's like they, a graphic they, novel, right? Because they made it into a television series, like recent in recent years. Well, I'm talking about a movie that came. Yeah. Out. So the movie that came out it was the kid that was from ET. Okay. It was the movie that basically it was the next movie that he starred in, and it, dude, it was a great movie. Um, and Dabney Coleman's in it, mm-hmm. and there's a video game that was actually based around it. Like they made a video game for the movie, and then they actually sold that video game, but. Uh, but yeah, that's where this was the whole thing where I started to think that Texas was like becoming Hollywood mm-hmm. because I saw I saw Cloak and Dagger and then I saw, you know, Pee Wee's Big Adventure. And then also at the time there was Dallas, the TV yeah, series. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eric, so, do you have that on the kazoo? What, Dallas? Yeah, the theme of Dallas. Oh, I don't know that. Okay, one. all right. Dun, 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 I, just, dun, I just live dun, here. Dun, 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 hey, Eric, dun, let me have that kazoo. Dun, dun, um, dun. Let me have the kazoo. You know it's got his cooties on it. I don't care. I don't suggest it. I'll I'll play the kazoo. Well, he hadn't had COVID yet. Clark well, hasn't, so I, that's I, fine. I, well, I don't want it back. If you're yeah, yeah, we'll get you another one. Oh, okay, that's fine. Are you ready to catch it? I, I think ready. we're gonna buy a kazoo for everybody here and I'm just ready. put your name on it. This will be the determination if Clark should join the NBA or not. Ready? Okay, go NBA, ahead. NBA, okay, oh, or the WNBA. WNBA. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, sure. ready? Let's go, Dallas Wings, yes. baby. All right, come on. All right. Oh, why oh wow! <laughs> you couldn't catch that, Clark. <laughs> no, I would be ashamed. I, I don't yourself. know. I, I didn't, didn't even I, make it. Halfway. I actually, actually, considering what I just saw, I still think I'm ready for the WNBA. Okay, really? well, I'm, yeah. gonna, I'm gonna call Brittany right now. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, um, no. Do you want to go get it? Yeah. Or do you want me to go? I can go get it. Right here under this camera by um, Michael's camera. So what were you saying, Eric? Um, were you done, Clark? You were just excited about just, uh, was, that. Was just, there was a lot of Dallas this stuff. This doesn't look like a kazoo. Yeah, that's what a kazoo looks like. <laughs> You're just used to the Dollar General ones you got at the birthday parties. That's beautiful, Clark. Okay. It's beautiful. Thank you. Very aggressive. Yeah. Well, that's an aggressive ass song. I guess so. It's like, <laughs> yeah, it's Dallas, baby. <laughs> J.R. Ewing's in the take all your yeah. money. <laughs> all right. What were you saying, Eric? Sorry. Um, no. So, yeah, I, I was, once we left talking to um, Diane, and um, I was thinking about that scene again, the whole thing. And I was like, oh my gosh, like that scene in that movie is like really deep. And if no one knows what I'm talking about, it's this scene right here. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. Are they, yeah. In, are they in the dinosaur? They're in the dinosaur's mouth yeah. at this point. But essentially, this whole scene was basically Pee Wee trying to give her the courage and save her from an abusive relationship. And I was like, oh, my God. I didn't even realize that until, like, recently. Um, and I was like, wow, that's really deep for it to be, like, in a children's movie. Yeah, because yeah, I think the next step would have been Thelma and Louise, right? <laughs> yeah, I guess. Like accelerating the theme. So, right. uh, were you, because you got a little teary eyed, yeah. which, uh, which I can understand meeting yeah. her, mm-hmm. especially with Paul just passing away as well. Mm-hmm. Were you expecting to get that emotional when you were talking with her? No. I mean, that's why, like, when I saw her at first, um, like, I was like, no, I don't want to bother her. And that was, that was thinking, because you kept saying, like, well, go, go talk to her, go meet her, go whatever, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, like, should I, should I, should I not, whatever. And I was like, you know what? I'm just, I am going to go because, you know, she was a big part of that movie. Yeah. And all of that. And um, I'm sure, you know, she's really close with Paul. And um, let me just go say hi and, and just give her kudos for being a part of this and, you know, kind of, you know, that connection with Texas and me and, uh, and all that in that movie and so i did and talked to her and um no i wasn't expecting first of all to see her there or anybody remotely close to like anyway anything peewee there because it was a star trek convention yeah, yeah yeah and um then when i was talking to her and then that i was kind of like i think replaying that whole scene in my head and then whenever like um i was telling michael and i was like after we left and one of her lines is um because peewee actually leaves uh texas to go to actually he finds out like his bike is actually back in California where he originally was um, on a movie set. And so now he has to go back. And so he's following his bike. Um, but whenever he's leaving, um, Simone, which is this waitress here, um, is like telling him like goodbye. And she's all like, au revoir, peewee, au revoir, um, with a little handkerchief and everything. Um, and I was thinking, I told Michael, I said, if she probably would have told me that, cause she was saying a lot of lines like from the movie and, um, even some Paul Rubens lines and everything. And, um, because if you, if you see it, uh, you probably can't see it on the camera, but one of, you know, um, <laughs> one of the lines in the scene was all like, let's talk about your big butt. Um, <laughs> but not your like body part, but more of like, cause in the scene, they kept on saying like, "But you know, well, <laughs> I can't, you know, I can't leave." But yeah, you know, but and they're like, well, "Let's talk about your big butt." Um, 
so yeah, so she kept saying those and doing those those line drops and everything, making me laugh. But yeah, if she would have said that, like au revoir Pee Wee or au revoir Eric or what, I probably would have broke down crying right then and there. But um, no, it just amazes me. I, I always tell people this when I talk to them. They're all like, "Why are you so fascinated by Paul?" You know, like or Pee Wee. And I said, "Think." I said, "This is back in like the early late seventies, early 80s. I said, "How he took over the world." without the internet yeah and how he was just like in la and he um, and apparently he had like i think over 50 different different like um characters that he created from scratch and this yeah. is the one that sticked um and he was doing it you know at the groundlings and then from there he did it like at a comedy he turned into like a comedy show type of thing and then from there was able to like do a um not off broadway like show of Wee's playhouse and it was more adult back then and then from there got a show, oh, I think it was an HBO special. And then from there got like a television show on television um, that everybody knew about. And that to me was like amazing how he did that. Because without... didn't he go to Saturday Night Live after that? He wasn't on Saturday Night Live, but he would be one of those adjacent. Characters. He was writing or something? No, 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 no. Like Saturday Night Live didn't just wasn't just skits and uh, like live skits and. He would music. do like the pre-recorded bits, basically. I think he did one of those, or yeah, he like did, the shorts. Yeah, he either did one of those, or he became. It's either Saturday Night Live or it's Letterman. That it yeah, might have been Letterman. No, did, I think. I think it might have been Letterman. Yeah, he stood in. He stood in for a lot of um, talk show. Right, hosts. he did yeah. host SNL one time. Yeah. And you know what's okay, crazy yeah, is, yeah, yeah, he like, played Pee Wee in a new movie like six years ago. Yeah, on Netflix. Yeah, and yeah. he did great. Pee Wee's Big um, Holiday. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Diane looked great. Oh life. yeah, she's like seventy three. Yeah, she looks fantastic. Yeah. Um, but anyway, no, go ahead. I'll no, let you. I'll let you close out your yeah, Paul Rubens tribute. Yeah, I was gonna say real quick. Um, and then I saw him uh, on Instagram um, playing Pee Wee on Cheech and Chong, <laughs> and then I was all like, that. But it was it was it was like a different, a little different take on Pee. I'm sure I'm sure it's probably a tribute to like what he originally did right. with Pee Wee, like in stand up. Because it was it was an old Cheech and Chong movie, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, and he was doing his Pee Wee act um, for stand up in a comedy thing, and and Cheech Chong went in, the, in there, and then yeah, because that's, that's that's what I never really realized. Clark, I said it was Eric's well, no, no, time no, to wrap I'm, it I'm, up. Well, no, I'm kind of piggybacking on him. Is that like I know you there's, are. There's really kind of two kinds of Pee Wee, right? And it's all it's like kind of just like Andy Griffith, you know, like yeah, he yeah, had yeah. his dirty adult humor, and then he had like the stuff that was right for the family, yeah. Mm-hmm. But either way, like he he never lost his comedic timing right. and genius. Well, just um, thank you, Paul, for just blessing us in this time period with your talent. Yeah, and I'm going to piggyback on uh, Eric, what Eric's saying. Uh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> hey, this is Tom Flatter, and you're listening to What does she want want you to do for the next ten years of your life, though? Me to want oh, to have see, kids. What? See, Bobby's asking me to ask you if you want me to get married and have children, so you can have great great grandchildren, which I think you already I do. do. Have you, already. But he, he's wanting to know, see if you if you want me to have 
children so that way you can have Gregor Gibson for me. You, it's yeah. not up to Thank me. you. Thank you, Danny. Thank you. That's good. Yes. Yeah. I don't want children. Thank you, Bobby. <laughs> Obviously. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't either okay. if it, Yeah, I don't want okay. any children. Okay, well, so. that was a good answer. <laughs> yeah. That was a great answer. Yeah, you might have 15 of them. Yeah, you know? I know. We have <laughs> we have good genes. <laughs> Apparently. But uh, thank you, Nanny. Okay, I love you and Lo- I take care. All right, love you too. Bye. Bye-bye. Bill Nye the Science Guy. Hey, Bill Nye the Science Guy here. Whenever I listen to the radio, I do what you're doing right now. I listen to Michael Zavala. Bill Nye the Science Guy. Hi, I'm LeVar Burton, and you are listening to Michael Zavala. MZ Now, online at mznow.tv. Sounds exactly like Eric's kazoo song. Yeah. yeah actually, you had to tell Thank me. Thank you. Yeah, the song. I thought this was Eric's disease song. Yeah, yeah. No, this is not Eric, by the way. Like I was like, I didn't, I didn't see Eric with symbols. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I did this on my uh, Nokia phone. This is a, actually a MIDI <laughs> oh, composition. Okay. I know it sounds a lot like uh, the kazoo, mm-hmm. but sound by the like, way, sound like you made it on Rock Band. Yeah, yeah. Spider uh, changed the lighting here in this little studio, and it's so cozy in here. What is going on with Why this is it thing? Keep here we go, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> another shout out. This one dedicated to Paul Rubens from an Eric Star. Is this our tribute song now? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, know, I know what it is. <laughs> yeah, You're in Spotify. Yeah, but it's on. Uh, it's supposed to only play what's in the, the playlist. I don't know why it's doing something <laughs> else. It's stuck at the top of your queue. I know. You know why? I work out on that song. I've been in an <laughs> '80s song, and I've been working song. out with it. But I put like the headband on, yeah, and like the little. Yeah, definitely, you need high socks. For yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Maybe uh, little. T- I wear my little hoochie short. daddy shorts. Yeah, yeah. leotard. I wear. I grew a mustache just to work out. Yeah, oh, yeah. You're looking like uh, what do you call it, Richard Simmons? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I want to say it's very cozy in here, and now that I got this little shrine with the little you know candles, it's very warm and relaxing in here. It's a very good look in here. So anyway. I'm afraid uh, I'm going to fall asleep while I'm trying to run shows. Yeah, yeah no, I uh, I feel like I'm falling asleep right now. Obviously, but I also haven't slept uh, all week. It's been, a, uh, it's been a wacky week. I haven't slept since we got back from Vegas, wow. basically. <laughs> and somehow I'm still running. I guess it's just all adrenaline. But I uh, I, Yeah, I, I really have not slept well. Oh, did your great-grandmother die? Oh. In 1993. Okay, yeah. Let me have my moment. Well, I was just making the I was just making the connection with the Vegas thing, not because you know. Yeah, I wasn't right. talking about Vegas, Clark. I was trying to do a tribute to my great grandmother who's passed away now. Yeah, I'm sorry. I just have regular. And old, I, was trying to, I, I just have regular old stress. And I was trying to tribute, you know, to Paul. <laughs> to Paul Rubens. Oh, okay. Quit trying to you. piggyback on our tributes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll remember from now on. All right. <laughs> we sent Clark to Las Vegas, Nevada, uh, to go to the Star Trek convention. How did I say it? You said Nevada. Is it not Nevada? It's Nevada. It's Nevada. With a nasal. Oh, I got to put Nevada. in Nevada. Nevada. Is, it tr- is that true or is that just a Northwestern that's, thing? That's where Clark's from. That's Ooh. where I was born. Yeah, but where were you raised? <laughs> I was raised in Texas. Right. By people Ooh. that spent time in Nevada Ooh. with other people that lived in Nevada. Ooh. And, whenever, and whenever anybody said Nevada, they'd be, they would say something like, what are you trying to do? Church it up? Ooh, ooh, ooh. Yeah. I'm trying to church it up because my great grandmother just passed away. Okay, okay, well, cool. Can I have this moment, please? Yeah. Please, please have it because I'm tired of taking it. Thank you. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we sent Clark to Las Vegas, the Star Trek convention, and I'm starting to wonder if it was worth it. <laughs> this is our first um, mm-hmm. show sponsored trip. Like we spent money for Clark to uh, fly to Vegas. I told him I wasn't going to pay for his food. I paid for his food. Everything. It was a. It was a. 100%. I told, I told you I wasn't hungry. 
Uh, that's a whole other thing. We yeah. won't get into that today. No, I want to get into that, but <laughs> yeah, okay, we can't. <laughs> but when it's my turn, I will. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's do this, and, and then, then I'll take we'll, we'll, off. Of yeah, yeah, yeah. While I play the kazoo. <laughs> uh, let me switch this camera here. Okay. So, um, my question is: Was it worth the amount of money with food and you know all the transportation? And by the way, do you know what the final total was? No, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you all the receipts. Well, I'm I'm sorry, I'm gonna give my CPA Eric Starr the receipts and have him total it up, and then we're just gonna charge back Clark if the bit wasn't worth it. Mm-hmm. Oh, I have uh, to know the, the, what the total was to give you the value of it. Let's say seven hundred and fifty dollars. Just okay. to say that for now. And by the way, <laughs> Clark traveled. Clark with, wanted to say something. Clark traveled with me. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And when we were doing transportation, you know, we made sure we got the big SUVs right. and we got all these things. We, Uber black. Uber black luxury. Uber luxury. Clark felt like a celebrity. I did. And I'm not sure it was worth it. <gasps> I went through all the footage. Okay. And this is the only thing we got out of spending, let's say, $750. I think it was probably more than that, but let's just say for Clark to get up there. Where? Wherever you want. Okay, cool. I would just stay in this whole vendor area. You don't have to go back to like that stage area we were at. Okay. There's nothing for you here. Sure. So. So yeah, we'll be in most. Why are you showing me your crotch and ass? I thought you wanted it. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Mike said we wanted views. <laughs> and that, ladies and gentlemen, was all the footage from Star Trek Las Vegas. <laughs> Did you forget to push record, Clark? Is that what happened? No, dude. You definitely got more footage than that. <laughs> you definitely got more than That's that. That's it. You have more than that. Yeah. That's all we got. No, we, you lie. We that, scrubbed everything. You lie again. Um, <laughs> these views are not worth 750 bucks. Okay, no. so already... <laughs> oh, no, I would agree all, with that. Okay, <laughs> like, already it doesn't I've, look good for Clark. I've got, I've got, I've got it. I've got it. I've got it. I know I've got it. <laughs> oh, no, I, I, all right, we got some more here. Let's go. Right. Uh, this is the first interview... Uh, this is a guy dressed as Spock and a guy dressed as Kirk. Do you have anything you want to say about it before we started or not? I didn't. I thought what they had with them was like a weird kind of pet. Okay. They had, they had something on a leash. Yeah. yeah that's a, um, what is it called? Uh, I don't know. Star Trek tribble. fan. What a, is it called? Tribble. It wasn't a tribble. It wasn't? Nope. I'll tell you what it Damn, is. What, what, what was it? Or yeah. they'll tell you what it I is. I think I know actually. what it was. It's the doomsday device. It was whatever. a, it was a bugle. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's what it was. Hello, Dallas. This is Clark, and I'm with Greg, Bill. Greg and Bill. So, real quick, number one, what are your characters here? Just give me Captain a little... Kirk. Okay. And Spock from okay. the original series. Good deal, good deal. So, if you could take Top Gun, and you're going to replace Maverick and Iceman with Kirk and Picard, who plays who in that scenario? Well, Iceman is definitely the jerk. And the rule, more rule follower. So I would have to say that Iceman would be uh, Picard, and Maverick would be Kirk. Exactly. Do you agree with that sentiment? Yes. And by rule follower, I think he means stick up his, you know. Yeah. I mean, the original series uh, happens a couple hundred years before Picard, and so Kirk is one of the pioneers. A little more freewheeling than Picard. So you would say that you would say that Kirk laid the foundation for Picard. Absolutely. So yes. So essentially, they came out with corporate guidelines because Kirk was kind of a loose cannon. Yes, he definitely. HR was on his ass. He had a file. <laughs> what would we be in that file? Do we really want to get into that? <laughs> yeah, we're not it's anything. Those cases are sealed. Now I gotta ask. 
What do we have here, gentlemen? That is a, a, a small version of the Doomsday Machine from the TOS, the original series episode, the Doomsday Machine. Okay, so we have here the Doomsday Machine, or just a little piece of it, or a replica, or a small replica. Well, it's miles long in, okay. the, in the original. So, so yeah, it's, this it's, is a compact. It's version. the domesticated version. So, did you have to check that on the airplane, or I drove here from Phoenix? So, <laughs> okay, all right, yeah. So. All right, that was interview number one. Let's uh, go to Spider, the DJ. Uh, I like it. I thought it was good. Okay, Eric. Yeah, I thought it was interesting. Yeah, yeah. I thought he did a pretty good job oh, on that good, one. Good question. I don't. Oh, we'll say I needed. <clears throat> It was the microphone. That, that is yeah, a good yeah. microphone. That's something you have to get used to. Well, in a normal... I was thinking about it afterwards. In yeah. a normal situation, when we send you out again, yeah. you'll have a lapel on, and then that mic that you're holding in your hand uh-huh. is uh-huh. only going to be used for guests. Okay. So you wouldn't have to like go back and forth. Don't you, hand it to them. Though. Yeah. You keep yeah, yeah, in yeah. your possession. No, but, it, well, it was, it was kind of... It was kind of loud in there, and I was just wondering mm-hmm. if I was going to be registered, if they were going to be registered. Yeah, no, yeah. It, it, okay. everything I, I've scrubbed so far. Honestly, looks like I didn't even have to put it up to their face that much. No, no. You, don't, you don't really want yeah. to because that makes people nervous. Yeah. Right, yeah. Right. No, it did really good. Yeah, here's no. the other thing I want to say about this before, you know, this is going to go in its final score. Mm-hmm. Uh, Clark had to videotape himself. Yes. Okay. So he had that makes sense then. one hand trying to pay attention to, you know, the video. Then he had another hand with a microphone, and then he also has to like carry on the conversation and think of questions and all that kind of stuff. So keep that in mind when mm-hmm. you do the, the score. So I would say this was the first interview he did. Mm-hmm. It was a little shaky. The video was a little shaky. But given all that you had to do, I thought it came out pretty good. Yeah, I'm Thank glad you. you said well, that, though, because I thought you were taking that video, and I was like, <laughs> man, your camera work is trash, dog. <laughs> no, no. Uh, Eric and I, during I this time, were in... You know, I'm yeah. over here gushing over Terry Metalis. Mm-hmm. Here's interview number two. All righty. What's your name, sir? Fred Evans. Fred Evans. And so tell me, who are you dressed as? I am dressed as Jordy LaForge from Next Generation. Bear with me here. I'm not a, tra- I'm, I'm not a fan of Star Trek. Not that I'm a hater of Star Trek, <laughs> right. but I'm not a fan. But I just need to know, what are some things I should never say to a Star Trek fan? I do not know. Uh, don't say that your costume's bad. Costume's bad. Uh, I would never say that about you. Okay. I mean, it's my costume. Okay. Uh, your costume. You look fabulous. Was there ever was there ever a Star Trek character that wore a a suit ever? Probably in the original, they came back to Earth a lot. So yes, there were suits in Star Trek. If you were starting a rock band, who do you want as your lead singer? Do you want Captain Kirk or Picard? I would want Jean-Luc Picard. And why is that? Because he is an accomplished actor and he has a great voice. We got a uh, presidential election coming up here in 2024. Yes. If you were to have one of them run for president, who would you have, Picard or Kirk? Definitely Picard again because he's a man of class act. What if it was a ticket where it was Picard and Kirk versus our current, whoever the, whoever the political landscape, who are you voting for? I'm always voting for Star Trek. Okay. So, because they want a utopia type of government in existence and reduce the acclimation of uh, for money. So, it would be a great society. All right. Spider, what do you think? It was good. I thought his questions were good. I thought your camera work was pretty on point. Yeah, that was, it was better this time. Yeah, mm, thank you. I thought that dude's visor was enormous. Yeah, he's also <laughs> wearing the uh, he's also wearing the wrong uniform, and he doesn't have a combat on. Just a trek note there. Um, 
I also like that at the end of that video, I saw a scooter in the background. <laughs> uh, by the way, we put out a poll, rate the fit, Clark's uh, Star Trek Las Vegas outfit. I'll give you the score and you tell me what do you think it is. So there's only two options, fire and trash. <laughs> 75% is the majority. Uh, what do you think it is, fire or trash? They're probably going to say trash. Okay. I can never guess with the, with the fans, so I'm saying like, fire. Like fire as in set it on fire? No, no, no. As in, <laughs> as in his no, outfit's the, fire. Yeah, that's what the kids, it's not mid. There's no mid. It's yeah. It's either fire, you know. Come on, fam. What do you uh, think, Eric? Uh, <laughs> just with that comment that he just made. <laughs> Trash. <laughs> uh, 75% said the outfit was fire. Oh, wow. So yeah, there you go. Good deal. All right, interview number three. Hi, guys. Mark here house. again. I am with... Francine. Ooh, wait. Francine and Rhonda. Okay, I saw your I saw your costumes walk by, and I had to ask. All right, what was the inspiration for it? Oh, Star Trek Discovery Disco. Okay, yeah. so so it's for Disco is for Discovery. Yes. Because see, I was thinking it was for Disco, and I'm a big fan of Disco. Uh-huh. And I came over here to ask, was there in fact a Disco on the Enterprise? Oh no, there wasn't. There was Ten Forward, but it was more of a nightclub sort of thing. Since y'all are in kind of this Disco attire, who's the biggest rock star? On Star Trek, who would you want front your rock band? Captain Kirk or Picard? Oh, Kirk, for sure. He's a performer. Explain your reasoning. His personality. He's got a huge personality, and he can't sing, so that's awesome. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Who is the greatest villain in the Star Trek universe? In my opinion, it is Louise Fletcher as Kai Wen on Deep Space Nine. She's terrifying. Oh, I'll probably go with the Borg, just because they were... um, Unrelenting, constant, and you were assimilated, or you were assimilated. <laughs> right. And so all your creativity, individuality, all that went away. I think all right. She had a few pina coladas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, everyone was having a great Come on, time. Rhonda. Yeah. She had a great yeah, time. I was like, haven't they been on the show before? <laughs> yeah. That's who we have on the show, uh, Rhonda and Kathy. <laughs> That's actually them. We got to meet them in real life. Uh, Eric, what'd you think of that? Yeah, I would give it. I mean, yeah, I did. I think it was a good job. Okay. Yeah. The camera work went back downhill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I still. I well, like Clark the, I like was drinking a little style. bit more by that time. <laughs> I like Maybe. the interview style. Though. Yeah. Like you're coming in there having uh, gen- genuine questions because you don't know anything about it. Yeah. Right. He's investigating. Right. All right. Uh, we only got two more interviews left. Now. We what what? what uh, please explain your costume because oh we might <laughs> might be getting in trouble here with this one. This is a new recruit of the Starfleet Stormtrooper Division of the Federation. Excellent. Sure, there's not an Empire in there somewhere. Ooh. Oh yes, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. This actually kind of lends credence to a question I've always asked uh, or been wanting to ask. But is there any villain in the Star Trek <laughs> universe that could even rival Darth Vader? Um. Not that I'm familiar with. Okay. Yeah. I'm just here to clear all the droids and clear out the board. <laughs> okay, okay. That's good. That's good. So would you say that uh, a Stormtrooper would have a sharper sense of shot or a looser sense of shot when it comes to being in a Star Trek universe versus a Star Wars universe? Oh, so look, look pal, yeah. I, I lost my job with the Empire. Okay. I was unemployed for eight months after they blew up the second Death Star. I mean, I was completely screwed. I have seven kids. One divorced wife and a wife. I had to do something, so I signed up with Starfleet, and they were just opening up the new division. Did you apply to, like, a late-night commercial saying, like, hey, 
What are you doing right now? Why don't you get up off your butt and do something with your life? Guy, I, I was selling bubble gum on the street corner. I was trying to make ends meet. Okay. And it, it is tough out there. It is tough out there. So uh, I, I think of this as a great opportunity. And, uh, you know, it houses me, my family feeds us. And uh, we look out for, uh, you know, Empire Federation. We're user-friendly all the way around. Gotcha, gotcha. Same, same sort of uh, ideologies, right? Well, well, let's just say I had to wipe that slate clean. <laughs> All right, so much to unpack there, no, uh, and it's well, not even the interview. No, I didn't, I didn't listen to anything you said at all. That's why if you I haven't have seen, to know what's going on with the scooter lady. Oh, there's so much stuff in the back. And by the way, if you uh, you can see Eric in a couple of these uh, interview clips, that's not the only one. Uh, a lot of stuff to unpack. That's why I'm saying I think he wasn't always focusing. I think he knew what he was doing. He he would move that camera yeah, no, around you could to get tell the action. On that one, like he was like, "What's going on over there?" Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, the camera work at the very beginning, I was like, ooh, this is really bad. Yeah, but then you saw what yeah. he was focusing on. And then on. as it went on, I was like, oh, this is actually really good. <laughs> and, then, and then I wasn't paying attention to the interview at all. <laughs> no, at all. And I'm like, what's on her face? What's on her yeah. hands? Wait, she can get out of the scooter? <laughs> Where is this? Who was that guy? Uh, all right. And uh, this is his final interview. So that's the other thing. you got to keep that in mind. So Eric and I are gone for 45 minutes. We go back and we find Clark. And I said, Clark, how many uh, interviews do you do? I'm right. thinking maybe 10, right. 12 at this point. He goes, dude, I only got three. <laughs> no, <laughs> I said, three? It no, four. it was three at the time. Okay. That was the fourth one right there. Okay. And uh, I'm like, three? Right. He's like, yeah, dude. It's hard to find anybody where he's in a hallway yeah. and filled with people. And there's, there's literally people like wearing different costumes, like just walking right by yeah. him. And he's looking over them and around them like, well, who? <laughs> and I'm like, look, this guy right here. He's blue, has tentacles on his head. Talk oh, to yes, him. yes. And that's who's next. Oh, God. This what or who are you? I'm an Andorian. So what exactly is an Andorian? Yes. Um, so they are from an ice planet. Okay. And um, they've shown up throughout the years just as small characters, and then they've kind of grown into... Are they friend or foe? Depends on the season. Okay. All right. They've always kind of been a, more of a friend. So you have to pick Picard and Kirk. One is Iceman and one is Maverick. Who is who? <laughs> oh, who is... <laughs> is that Rudolph? Picard is, uh, would probably be Iceman. No picture. So making Kirk... Maverick. Yes. That seems to be the general consensus among <laughs> among everybody here. So Kirk is kind of like the, you know, well, the Maverick, no pun intended. And then Picard's more, you know, textbook guy. Yes. Now, more cocky. What would you say is the number one controversy among Star Trek fans right now? That's a tough question, really. Because, um, you know, no, with the newer series, okay. some of them feel that they're too far off the thing. But I think... Um, like Strange New Worlds with the newest one mm -hmm. goes back more to the original series. Okay. The, the way they um, tackle the current events oh, and mad social context. Mad down by that guy. If, uh, <laughs> if anything... Sorry, I'm going to come over this way. <laughs> now, you feel like Star Trek kind of gets an unfair rap sometimes? No. If you had a ticket uh, uh, Picard, Picard slash uh, Kirk versus whoever, whoever they throw out there in November of 24... Who are you voting for? Shran. <laughs> He's the Andorian. Oh, okay. Okay. There you go. Yes. There you go. All right. So that was his final interview. How do you think it went? That was great. I thought that was the best one. Yeah. Yeah. The guy was great. Yeah. <laughs> you being run over by a, a wheelchair <laughs> was great. Yeah. Right. And again, going back to going back to my case, he was saying that there's well, you know, one else to talk to. 
that literally just behind me in this interview was a lady dressed in a <laughs> weed outfit. Yes. That I was all like, even I want to know why she's even dressed like that. I didn't even notice that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She was she was assimilated by the the bong. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. She literally had, she was like a, a Borg, but it was all weed themed. Yeah. Okay. But right. um, obviously, this is his first time doing. It. He had a lot of stuff he had to pay attention to. Uh, I would say, was it worth the money? I don't know personally. Uh, but I do say that he did a good job mm-hmm. for Thank for you. what we had. We were only there for what, maybe an hour and a half. Yeah, hour forty five minutes. Like and we, I mean, we had a lot of stuff to hit. And considering my energy levels, mm-hmm. yeah, that's we had to get up at four thirty in the morning. Uh, Clark and I. Let's see. I was up at three forty five. Yeah, that's ridiculous. But <laughs> hey, I was I, I was there. That. I was there. Uh, what 30, you were there before me? I was there before you. Uh, all right. There's also some bonus footage we found on his phone. Oh no! Wait a minute. Oh, wait, what? What? A bonus of material. Here we oh, go. Christ. This is just a still photo of a guy's butt. Okay. I'm not sure exactly why you took this photo, Clark. Do you it... remember? <laughs> I was off. <laughs> you were. Camera you were. Operating. You were. Uh, I was trying to. He needed some material. I mean, yeah, yeah. It's especially this guy's. When in ass. Vegas, like a, right. like just the yeah, flat assassin. He's got a long back. Yeah. And then uh, you also got this, and I'm not sure if this oh. is something we need to report hey, or. Uh, Hello, nurse. Oh, <laughs> okay. he was trying to take a picture was, of the one to the left. Is that um, what's her name, uh, Deanna Troy? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that's she actually looks Marina like Sirtis, eight wow. feet tall. Yeah, no, nah, she's not. So Clark, wow. <laughs> Clark was showing me his footage. I don't know how this got in here. No, <laughs> I was yeah. like, you don't, Clark? I don't. Anyway, uh, all right. Final scores. Spider seeing everything for the first time. What do you think? Like, like I said, uh, once I know the money, I can judge the value. But Let, let's just say seven fifty for off now. Off top, I think it was good. I think it's good investment. Uh-huh. Eric, what do you think? Um, yeah, based off of the interviews, I would say yeah. I think it was a pretty good investment. Yeah, I um, I got to hand it to Clark. He, when he when you give him a task and you right. give him some time to prep it. He does a good job. Yeah. Thank now, you. Now, even we, if it doesn't seem like he's going to. Yeah, yeah. At, yeah. at first, you're a little nervous, and then he always pulls it off. Well, what brought it to the negative for me um, was the fact that we went to a buffet. Uh-oh. Oh, wait, hang on. Save that one. Save that one, because we do have to talk about that. Uh, all right, so everybody says yes, yes, yes. Uh, I'm going to say, yeah, it was. It's, I don't know if it's worth it, the amount, but I, I do say he did a good job. What did you think about being at a Star Trek convention for the first time? Did you enjoy it? Would you go again? Uh, probably would not go again. Wow. Okay. Unless you were doing bits or something like that. Yeah, like you yeah, wouldn't just yeah. go for pleasure. No, not at all. Yeah. Um, I will say like, I mean, there were some, there were some, there were some cool things in there, but I mean, honestly, man, like it's just not my deal. Right. I've given Star Trek a few attempts. Ooh. Do I you appreciate Star Trek more now that absolutely. you've been there? Absolutely. Okay. That's without a doubt. I mean, anything that can conjure up that kind of interest. Conjure up. Uh, I, you got to respect. Yeah. Eric, first time being at a Star Trek convention. Uh, you're a Star Trek fan. Did yeah. you like it? Um, I don't. I know you kind of told me as we were walking through that they that a lot of stuff wasn't open. Yeah. Or they changed um, a lot of things this year because of IP um, reasons. They weren't able to get certain IP stuff cleared. Um, overall, man, I thought it was okay. I would go again. Um, you know, I would go again to Vegas for specifically for that. Um. I thought it was okay, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I wish it was a little bit, and I think I was reading last night, actually, that, you know, these guys, the guys that own this uh, convention mm-hmm. company, you know, they lost a lot of money during yeah. COVID. They had to cancel, like, 30 different 
conventions that they do. So I think a lot of the stuff that wasn't available might have been also them trying to just save money a little bit. Mm-hmm. And as the convention circuit starts to rebuild, it'll get better and better and better. You yeah. know, um, Clark, watching your footage back for the first time, because you and I were talking about it a little bit last week. And you said that, you know, looking back, I feel okay with it, but I think I could have done better or whatever. Mm-hmm. But looking at it now, do you feel good about it? You like yeah. what you did? Yeah. No, I mean, I, 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 I still stand by the sentiment that I could have done a better job. So but, I think you did great for the amount of, again, it was a last minute deal. You only really, had a few days it, to re- prepare. It really was because like my manager, I didn't even know if I was going to be able to go like wow. what, five he, days before his manager, by the way, uh, he's talking about his uh, appearance manager Wow, that he has. He's a big time, you know, once you oh, start yeah, yeah, getting on the yeah. show, he's got yeah. an appearance manager and stuff and he had another deal going on and oh. yeah, it's just incredible. But anyway, that was Star Trek Clark at the uh, Star Trek convention in Las Vegas. I thought you did a great job. Thank you, sir. All right, Eric. Rip into him. What? <laughs> <laughs> that was it? Yeah, that's it. Oh my gosh. Rip into him. So now Tear him apart. Yeah, so now that we uh you showed the you know video evidence or whatever. Now we built him up, we're gonna um, tear him down. Yeah, I would totally you know, I would push you back in the negative. Um, <laughs> okay. Just for this, this for this event alone. Um so Michael was like, Oh, let's go to a let's go to a buffet to eat. And I I've been wanting to go to one since I was there. Um, but I never, we never got a chance. So Michael said, "Oh, let's go to the Palms. The Palms has a really good one." No, 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 no. Well, okay, wait a minute. Hold no, no, on. Let hold me on. finish. Hold on, hold on. It, it took it, well, it took him a while to figure out which buffet we were going to, right? No. Who? Well, yeah. no, I knew from the morning. Yeah. Because that guy at the restaurant told us that was the best buffet, which okay. was across the street. Okay. Yeah. So I kind of right. knew that's where we we're gonna go. We, yeah. I just I wasn't sure if we were gonna do another one, but I was just watching to see what time we were gonna be done, and then what was gonna be the closest. Um, so we went and then, um, we were in line. I thought the line was going to be quick, but it really wasn't. <laughs> no, yeah. it was like being yeah. on the tarmac. And then <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, I, and then, <laughs> and then Clark was like, well, I'm going to go get something real quick because the line's taking forever, but I'll be back. I get 15 minutes or so or less. Yeah. And we we're like, okay, cause probably this line's probably going to take that long anyways. So he'll be fine. By the way, what Clark was doing, he was going to go somewhere. He was going to do, he was going to walk in 108 degree weather oh, in, a, yeah. in a suit. And and I said, I Clark, do you really want to do this? And I did. And, uh, he's and I was like, okay. He, he's like, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm fine. good with it. I'm, I'm fine. I'm like, it's 108 degrees. You really want to walk? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I'm good. I'll be right back. All right, go ahead, Eric. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Anyway, so then when, whenever he leaves, the line starts moving faster. And I, was, I told Michael, I don't know if he's going to make it back in time. Like, are they going let him, to let him in like after we pay or whatever? <laughs> And then he goes, I don't know. I guess we'll ask. So we ask the lady. We finally get up there. We ask. Clark's not back yet. And then she's like, oh, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, you could pay for it. And then whenever he gets here, they'll come and sit him with y'all. Just yeah. let him know the name or whatever. We're like, oh, okay. So then we're waiting. We're sitting waiting um, at the table now. <laughs> and then um, Michael's like, well, um, are you going to wait for Clark? And I said, no. Yeah. Don't <laughs> wait, gonna wait I wouldn't have wanted you to wait for me. I said, I'm hungry. I'm going to eat. Exactly. <laughs> and then Michael's like, Okay, <laughs> so then, um, so I go and get you know get eat. I go get some food or whatever, and I come back and I'm like, um, yeah, the the variety of food, it's like it was lacking. <laughs> yeah, it, it was. I was all like, nothing even matches. It was like, <laughs> yes, they had like brisket, but then they had like no sides. Like yeah, go along yeah, with there was the no mashed potatoes. There was no, you know. It was very, I don't know. I can't, I couldn't put my finger on it. Well, I think what it was is I think a lot of the, the, it it was, it was brunch, right? So I think a lot of the, the stuff that you would expect would probably come at the dinner side. Mm -hmm. So the stuff that you would, like the area where you expect mashed potatoes or corn or whatever was 
waffles and pancakes right. or whatever. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's always that weird transition time. Yeah. And then finally, um, me and Michael are eating, and then finally Clark shows up, and then Michael's like, oh, you're going to get something to eat? And then Clark's all like, no, I'm not hungry. <laughs> and I'm all like, uh, well, I wasn't hungry before. He said, no, dude, I'm not hungry. I'm- I, and I'm thinking, well, I said, Michael paid for a buffet. Just get something to eat. And then the lady comes, oh, you want like, you know, like, um, they had mimosas, they had champagne, they had like coffee, you know, any type of other drinks or whatever. And then Clark's all like, mm, I guess I'll, I'll take a water. And I was like, dude, <laughs> at least get a coffee. This Michael paid like this money for a buffet. And he goes, oh, yeah, I, I guess I'll take a coffee. Yeah. And the coffee wasn't that good, right? You said? I mean, it was. <laughs> he took a sip of it and put it back. Yeah. He I threw, threw it in the waitress's I, no, face. No, I threw it right back at her, hit her in the back of the head with the yeah. mug. Yeah. Bring me the swill. Yeah. <laughs> you know who I am? So I'm, just, I'm wearing a suit, goddammit. Yeah. Yeah. So just Clark not, not taking advantage of the buffet. Yeah. I feel like there was more stuff. Now, again, I know he was tired. It was a long I, honestly, day, a lot of stuff to hit. There was a lot of stuff going on, but. You could have taken more advantage of some of the stuff that we did. I totally agree. I totally agree. But I understand. And I tried to get some of that brisket too, but like the guy walked away like, <laughs> as I was walking up. He said, some guy in a suit and, is and, then, right. and it was like, oh, I was like, all right, cool. Let's screw off then. And then right. I turn around and I walk somewhere else and then he walks right back up to the brisket. And I'm like, all right, this guy just doesn't want to serve me. Whatever. By the way, so those who are, you know, only listen to the show, you don't know what Clark was dressed like. Clark looked like the guy that sold like Lucille Ball. A vacuum cleaner when Ricky was out of town. Yeah, definitely door to door sale. Yeah, and then Ricky got mad at Lucy for spending all this money yeah. and had to go and she had to give it the vacuum back. And it's a whole episode probably, but that's what Clark looked like when he was uh, there. But uh, I thought it was great. I thought it was a good trip. It was uh, we accomplished a lot in six hours or seven hours, however mm-hmm. long we were there. Um, I had a good time. I know mm-hmm. Eric and Kirby were there a few days uh, before us, and I know they had a great time. Yeah, we'll probably, you know, we want to do more of these things where we go out as a show or we send, you know, maybe like Joey and Clark and or Spider and Clark out to certain events and do all that. But this is our first kind of test to see how it all worked. And I thought it did pretty good. You know? Yeah. You know what? I I will give um, Clark some points back. Okay. I'll, I'll say you broke even. Okay. Um, We call that a push in Vegas talk. That's all I was going to say. Um, Clark did teach me how to play blackjack. No, I taught you how to play craps. No, I taught you how to play blackjack. Oh, well, oops. Yeah. Well, take those points away. Okay, Give yeah, them po- to me. I'll take the, the points. The points are back. Yeah. Back. No, no, no. Yeah, Clark I did forget, teach us points, both. Are points a bad thing in this situation or not? Well, I'm taking your points back, so now you're in the red. Uh, <laughs> and, all right. And yeah, because uh, I never played blackjack before, so Michael showed me how. And and then I was uh, playing the electronic one, and then I was winning. Yeah. And then- The, uh, the machine switched on you. Yeah. Yep. yep. But Clark showed us how to play, uh, what was it? Craps. Yeah. yeah. And I, I think I understand it. He just went more, you know, Clark's very analytical. And but so yeah. he went real into detail. And then Eric's basically like, listen, oh. all you got to do is just bet on the number. Yeah. And that's how I think. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. But Clark was going into the more of the strategy of it. I'm just Thanks. not there he, yet. He's made money at it multiple yeah. times. Yeah. He didn't this, oh. he didn't this time. No, well, that's We because, all lost. Well, we that, all lost. Well, that was because I, I basically was just trying to- You are just showing. It was more of a right. tutorial. Yeah. I, yeah. Wasn't, I really wasn't trying to win money. Mm-hmm. But- Clark and I did go in on a bet, a sports yeah. bet. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What's, what was the bet? Hold on, hold on. I think I think you can guess my sports bet. I could. Yeah, yeah. Guess what it would be? No okay, so I I mean, well, I put I put ten dollars on Arsenal to win the 
EPL. Okay. You put my ten dollars on Arsenal. Wow. That's so. true. Did you win big? Did you well, win? We'll, we'll find out next year. Did you yeah. win your three thousand? You won't know for yeah. It's basically nine. Months. Bet ten dollars to win eighty. Eighty what? Dollars. Yes. Ow. <laughs> <laughs> and you have to go back in May. Yeah. So if, basically, if your airplane ticket. <laughs> maybe, maybe. If I don't, if I, if I'm not on the no flies list, I'll have to drive. All right. Which I'll. But by the way, I'll I'll suggest that if we right. go to Vegas again. No, I'm not driving. Why not? I'm gonna fly. I don't. I hate being in a car longer than like an hour. I hate. Really? It. Absolutely hate it, dude. That's a good. I drive. do not like. That's road trips. a really good drive. Y'all can drive up there. How long is the drive? Well, it's probably gonna be about four days. Three yeah, yeah. Days. And absolutely. Who, not. And whose car? Because not not yours. Not mine. No. Is it reliable? You think yeah. it's gonna break down? Is it 2007? What? Isn't it a 2007? Yeah. If it's not good enough it's for a Toyota, Toyota, though. No, it's okay. It's a, it's a damn good Toyota. I'll fly. I'll, I'll meet you there. Yeah, That's Eric fine. and I will meet y'all there. That's All fine. right. Uh, here's some polls from this uh, past couple of weeks. You guys are interested in this? Yeah. We'll end out the show. We're, I'm very interested in poll. Who would win in a fight? Ooh. Patriot Pete or Twinkie King? Any guesses? Uh, it's got to be Twinkie King. Uh, Patriot Pete. Yeah. Yep, 72% said Patriot Pete. We all know Twinkie King's a faker. Right. I wouldn't even be surprised those muscles were fake. <laughs> uh, you can only pick one for the rest of your life. Domino's or Pizza Hut? Domino's. Ooh. Yeah, Domino's. Personal preference. It's got to be Domino's. Domino's won, yeah. yeah. Like 15 years ago, complete opposite. Yeah. yeah everybody yeah, hated Domino's. I don't know. I, I feel like I saw, wasn't Domino's 30 minutes where it's free? I remember getting Domino's a lot when well, I was a kid. Everybody was. Oh, it was? When we were kids, yeah. No, but I will say Domino's out of the big three or big four, they're the best. I think Not pizza, for me, I love Pizza Hut because I like the what? grease and I like uh-huh. feeling like crap afterwards. Uh-huh. If you like the grease, you got to get Little Caesars. Little yeah. Caesars is good. I feel like it Little Caesars. Like grease. So if I was to rank Little Caesars, Pizza Hut, Domino's, for me personally, Pizza Hut number one, Little Caesars number two, three would be Domino's. Domino's to me tastes like cardboard, where's, just uh, plastic. Where's Papa John's in that order? I don't know. Papa John's used to be up at the top. Yeah. I, it's yeah. definitely above yeah. P- uh, Domino's for me, but like, it's it's not like it used to be. I feel like Domino's and Papa John's kind of flipped. At yeah, 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 yeah. What were you saying, Eric? I don't know. <laughs> I, know I was going to ask Clark, what was the big four? Oh, yeah. What well, was the other? Pizza Hut, Domino's, uh-huh. Papa John's, Little Caesars. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. If you All could right. only afford one... Mario Brothers, Duck Hunt, Mario Brothers 3, and Zelda, which we talked about a few weeks ago were our favorite games as a kid. Mm. Uh, which would, one do you think won? I think Zelda won. I think Zelda too. Mario Brothers 3 won at 62%. <laughs> yeah, that's that That game has got a real big following, like cult it, following. It, because anybody could play it. You yeah. could figure well, it out. Yeah, like people, Zelda, you had to read and stuff. Well, you know what I mean? still I think, do like speed runs and stuff on yeah. Switch. Well, I think with Mario 3, the cool thing was it had the map, number one. Yeah. And then you had some elements of like Mario flying, yeah. Mario turning into the was the Tanuki suit, mm-hmm. statue, yeah. the stat, the uh, the frog suit. You had all this kind of like innovation in it. Yeah, it was each really cool. each each level had a different yeah Koopa, giant land. Yeah, yeah, yeah Koopa kids. Yeah, like mm-hmm. for each each level. Yeah, uh, great great video game. Zelda came in second at twenty percent, and then Mario Brothers Dog Cut eighteen percent. Uh, how many stars would you give the Barbie movie? Now you got to remember. 90% of our audience is male. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So with that in mind, 58% said one star. <laughs> and let's see, 13% said four stars. And then it went after that, it went to three stars, four stars, and see, then two stars. Well, based off of the audience that you said, I mean, I would think that we get five stars because of, you know, the women in the movie. No, because they're all offended. Everyone, I'm not going to watch that Barbie movie. You know, these are all so Patriot people. They, they don't want to see all the, the hot women. 
No, they don't care about that. Oh. They care about their feelings. Oh. Are you seeing the new t- Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movie? I was surprised by this poll. Oh, no. 47% said, yes, dude. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. Uh 53% said, no, because I'm shell-shocked. Oh. I'm wow. not surprised. Yeah, I wouldn't see either. Which water tastes better, Topo Chico or Liquid Death? Topo Chico. Topo Chico wins at 58%. Mm-hmm. If you had $3,500 to blow, would you buy an Apple Vision Pro? Uh, 91% said no. Wow. Really? That surprises me. Yeah, me too. If you got that money to blow, why not? What's the audience? Yeah, see, yeah. I'm with you. I'm, I'm definitely with you on that. I would say... Like, why not? Middle... Uh, uh, Philippines, right? Yeah, well... <laughs> yeah, there's a lot in the Philippines. Thanks to Patriot Pete, we're all back into South... South uh, United States of America. Southern. Mm. <laughs> So uh, they're so like, I, I guess, no way. I'd buy the, you know, they'd probably buy like a motorcycle or something. I, I guess I'm not surprised. Jet ski. Yeah. How many times do you shower every day? Three to five times a week. Zero. I'm a high value man. Based off of the audience, I would say zero. Seven percent say zero. How many? Seven percent. Seven percent. Yep. Sixty-seven says every day, and twenty-five percent three to five times a week. Wow. And then this is the last one. Then we're gonna head out. Are you buying Starfield? Yes, no, depends Wait, on the reviews. What's that? Uh, that's that new Xbox game, the Fallout. I forgot uh, to say, uh, when we were talking about <gasps> oh. it, I'm not buying it right You're not, away. Oh, okay, okay. I, was, I never I, buy their games right away. I was hoping you would, so I could ask you how it was. Because, no, so, well, also, 2K is coming out around the same time. What, I'm what, be playing that. What, what time of year? September. Yeah, see, I mean, like, FIFA's going to be right around, or EA... EA Soccer, whatever they call it now, that's going to be right around the corner too. And I is that what you're talking that... about? You're talking about 2K basketball, yeah, yeah. NBA, yeah. yeah okay, was, yeah. When is when is GTA Six? Don't worry Who about knows. that. <laughs> It'll get here when it gets here. They we got GTA at home. Another uh, five online update not too long ago. Oh yeah. So what's the premise of Starfield? It's just uh, building stuff and so, traveling space. RPG in space. Oh, yeah. I would give it. I would say yeah, people are buy are going to buy it. Um, you would be surprised. Fifty three percent said no. 31% says depends on are the review. They, are they basically kind of shell-shocked from the, <laughs> from the uh, what is it? Going down in space. Fallout, Fallout 76? Probably. I, th- I think it's just Bethesda in general. It's just kind of like it's hit or miss. It, you, you don't really know. You know with Rockstar, you're going to get a solid game. Yeah, every f-ing nine years. Yeah, but you know what? You're going to be playing that game for nine years. Yeah, Very, very true. So with, with like uh, Bethesda games, it's like they beat it. Even if you really love the game, you beat it and then you never play it yeah, again. The, I, yeah, there's not a lot of replayability unless uh, you're the kind of person who's like, oh, I got to try this class. Yeah, I gotta try this class. And and so I think that's why people are like, eh, is it? But and they're then, also and then so a, a long. Thousand, to begin with. A thousand worlds. I yeah, think, but yeah, that's I think just, that was my issue with these games is I feel like I always pick the wrong class and I spend about five hours on it. And then you wish then, that you could go back. And, and, and then I go back and then like I'm sitting there for another two hours creating a character. Yeah, and I'm just I'm just so fatigued at that point. Yeah, well, uh, that's it for today's show. I thought it was a great show today. We actually had stuff to talk about and prepared, and you know, yeah, it wasn't awful. Yeah, um, yeah, and Clark, you did a great job. Thank thought you. It, I thought it was well, I, I, great's a strong word. I would say you did a good job. Thank you. Yeah, I would give you uh, one out of ten. I would say you did a six and a half. Thank you. Yeah, really good. So we'll see what uh, where Clark goes next. Thank you for the roses. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> So Clark and I, uh, on the airport, uh, we were, uh, I was like, Clark, we should do a thing where he's like, we're making fun of, uh, NPC NPCs. And so the, uh, the bit was, you know, it's Clark in a suit, which is even funnier. I said, the, <laughs> the airport. 
and it, the the caption was when you fly spirit and can't afford the add-ons <laughs> and so he goes <laughs> just like you know imagine a guy just sitting there uh decided he did he needs to make 50 bucks real quick so he goes on tiktok thank you for the roses thank you for the roses so we shot this video in like two seconds and, and Clark goes, watch it go viral or, you know, whatever, do really good. I said, well, we'll find out when we, when we land because, you know, we've got about 30 minutes or whatever. By the time we landed, it was, we were in the little sky shuttle at DFW and it was at like 15,000. Yeah. As we're looking at the cops, they're going to bust that lady. Yeah. We had 15,000 views of me going, thank you for the roses. And, it, the and roses. now it's at, uh, like, I think it's almost at 100,000 views oh, on TikTok. Sweet. So, yeah. Sweet. Worked out well. That was the best piece of content, and we didn't even have to leave town to do it. <laughs> I know, right? This is MZ Now, online at mznow.tv. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash mznow.